hyperspace, an alternate dimension that can only be reached by traveling at the speed of light or even faster, used by all of our beloved Star Wars characters to cross far distances throughout the galaxy in the blink of an eye. It's a story device. It's a magical, fictional creation that our science can't comprehend. And 20 years ago, Hyperspace was a Star Wars fan club, giving fans a space online to share and speculate while also handing over to them unprecedented access to the making of Episode 3, Revenge of the Sith. I'm Cara DJ, and this is Fan History Highlights on Into a Larger World, the podcast. That's good. You've taken your first step into a larger world. Friday, May 30th, 2003. Something new is coming to StarWars.com. A trailer is posted for something called Hyperspace. This would be a paid section of the site with a bunch of perks, plus some pretty incredible Episode 3 exclusive information. Said user Oscar the Gungan on the Jedi Council forums, quote, they gave a guy named Pablo Hidalgo free reign down in Sydney, end quote. Embedded reporter Hidalgo would post episode 3 set diaries to the hyperspace section of the site, and he was also doing something very new, installing a webcam directly on the set. It's hard to get back to the headspace of the early dot-com age. Today, a price like $20 a year seems like nothing to be able to literally see onto the set of a new Star Wars film, but back then, paying for and subscribing to things on the internet was still pretty new. TheForce.net had a Q&A with Lucas Online director Paul Enns before the launch, and they leaned pretty hard into the reasoning behind the pricing. Enns told them, quote, There are pictures being taken, video footage being shot, interviews being conducted, articles being written, archive drawers being opened, and cast and crew anxiously volunteering to chat directly with the fans, end quote. The trial period for the subscription service was from June 5th to June 9th, 2003, with the official launch on June 10th. Principal photography on the film wouldn't start for a few weeks, but the webcam was already up and running, showing the crew working on building sets and making masks. The camera took one still every 10 or 20 seconds, with a delay before broadcast so any dire spoilers could be avoided. The launch on the 10th also had a chat with producer Rick McCallum, who would be a staple throughout the life of the hyperspace webcam, and the regular chats with cast and crew. Then, it was June 30th, 2003, the first day of principal photography for Episode 3, and as the day came to an end, the webcam was suddenly turned to a monitor. According to TheForce.net, visible on this monitor was, quote, Anakin Skywalker with what appears to be shoulder-length hair, end quote. This was the first webcam revelation to set the message boards and forums ablaze. Jedi Lyra on their AngelFire.com blog said, quote, I have seen the episode three Anakin picture. It's pretty wild. Black glove over the fake hand and longish hobbit-like hair. Seeing it has made me very curious, end quote. 
Throughout the rest of the filming, the webcam followed along with all of the adventures of cast and crew at the Fox Studios Australia, sometimes picking up key moments, sometimes just being pointed at a wall. Jason Gibner of Blast Point's podcast said, quote, I remember once watching them put hair on Wookiees in the creature department, end quote. Anything was possible, from the incredibly mundane to the absolutely incredible, which led to it becoming very addictive. Brad Eastridge would watch every day after high school, and one spring afternoon, the unthinkable happened. According to Brad, quote, bang, there he was, the maker himself, staring back at me from a computer desk, eating a chicken sandwich. For an hour, I sat glued to the screen. He sat with an assistant editor, I guess, and I tried to imagine their conversation and what they were staring at. Then, in a flash, he was standing. There were blue jeans, and then he was gone. The most memorable chicken sandwich of my life, end quote. The crew seemed to take a liking to the camera, and I found evidence of them holding up signs, and whatever the letters on the signs meant, maybe a hello to family or a birthday wish, all fans took them as clues to be decoded, holding the film's many secrets. The legend John Knoll even made some time-lapse animation using the webcam, and apparently the crew would fight for the camera to be streaming from their department. Pablo said on Twitter, quote, The biggest secret of film production is how dull it can be while waiting for action to happen, and it gave people a welcome and amusing distraction, an outlet to play to a live audience, end quote. Principal photography ended in mid-September of 2003, but the webcam continued broadcasting through reshoots and additional filming in Sydney all the way to recording the score at Abbey Road in February 2005. Shortly before the film's release, the hyperspace viewers were there squinting at the webcam feed and trying to identify what was in the movie scenes that were screened overhead while the orchestra played along. The last set diary went out in February as the movie was sent to ILM for finishing touches. But there was more to hyperspace than just the episode three access, and the fan club lived on for six more years. There were message boards, blogs, and your own Star Wars-themed email address to be had. In these early web days before social media, with things like fanzines drifting off into history, this was a great way to talk to people and make Star Wars friends. Co-host of podcast Stardust, Jay Krebs, was there in 2006 and says, quote, The community I found there was like home to me. It was an outlet to not only connect with others through a common love of Star Wars, but freely express ideas through the online written medium of those blogs, end quote. A reformatting of the website in 2011 saw the end of hyperspace, and so much of what it held is now lost to the dusty shelves of the internet's depths. I've taken it upon myself to find as many remnants as I can for preservation, and thankfully I'm not alone. Says Jay, quote, I made sure to print out every one of my blogs from the hyperspace forum before it was no longer in existence. I have them all in a binder complete with every responder and response to those entries, end quote. As for the hyperspace webcam and the contents it produced, it's all but lost to broken image links and vague descriptions on old forum posts. Pablo Hidalgo has shared bits and pieces on Twitter over the years, and my deepest hope is that those stills are saved somewhere in a forgotten corner of the Lucasfilm hard drive. As for the camera itself, says Hidalgo in a blog post from 2007, quote, Fun fact! In a time capsule at our Presidio headquarters, the very first hyperspace webcam is buried, end quote. Buried in Presidio, buried in the internet abyss, but never forgotten in the timeline of Star Wars fandom history. Thanks for listening to Fan History Highlights. Be sure to head to the description for links to all of my resources and more. See you next time.
Into a Larger World, the podcast, created and hosted by Kara DJ and produced by me, Travis Bryant at Force Time. Follow the show on Instagram at Into a Larger World Project and support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash into a larger world. Have a Star Wars fandom story to tell? Send an email to into a larger world project at gmail.com and you can be featured on an upcoming episode. Subscribe, rate, and review everywhere you listen to podcasts. Until we meet again, may the force be with you.